Hello, everybody. Welcome to the big program. Dave Studdard, Things My Granddaddy Said. Man, what a show I've got for you today. I cannot believe who I've got in the studio. I've been, uh, I've been planning on this one for a while now. I've been uh, really excited about putting this show together. And as you can see, we have done some different things in the studio. For those of you watching on the video, um, <clears throat> we, are, uh, we, have, we have upgraded the Granddaddy Studios to accommodate more than one guest, everybody. As you can see, I have three people impaneled, ensconced here at the Granddaddy Studios, and we're going to get to them in just a quick second. First of all, as always, let me introduce to you my engineer, my producer, my right-hand man. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. Today he is in frame and on mic, Jack Studdard, everybody. Yes, sir. Thank you. Jack, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Just chilling. Yeah, you're, looking, you're looking cool today. Oh, yeah. yeah Feeling yeah. good? You insist on the shades, so I went with them. Well, how's summer rocking along? Pretty good for summer's you? Summer's rocking along pretty solid. Getting a lot of sleep, I hope. Oh, I was about to say too much, but that would be a lie. <clears throat> well, you know, you, you can never really get too much sleep. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, you had a big week. You sold one of your guitars, right? I did, yes. All right, you got your eye on another one. Oh, yeah. That's, that's cool. All right, mm-hmm. very good. Well, you know, before we get to our guest, everybody, let's, as always, talk about last week's show. It wasn't much of a show, um, as I... <laughs> yeah. As I explained to you, uh, we didn't uh, we didn't really have uh, a guest lined up. We had a lot of things going on. Um, and for those of you that expressed concern about what I was alluding to, relevant to a family member that had been in a car accident, that family member is 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 recovering uh, and will be uh, back in Georgia, hopefully uh, by the first of next week. But that consumed a lot of time for us um, here at the uh, Granddaddy uh, organization. Granddaddy estate, exactly, and. Um, so we didn't have a lot of time to, to put that together, and uh, you know it ended up being me just ranting and raving for about twenty minutes about uh, about some political things, which we're going to touch on today with with the panel. All right, everybody, let me get to it, man. My guests today, I'm so thrilled to have them here in the Granddaddy Studios. These are uh, people that I have uh, that I have come to know and and have a great affection for. Um, let me start with uh, uh, Kara Clark. Kara, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Kara's <laughs> an attorney, uh, formerly of the uh, Public Defender's Office in the Griffin Judicial Circuit. She's still with the uh, Public Defender Agency, but she has moved on uh, to uh, the Appellate Division downtown. We'll talk with Kara a little bit about that in a minute. Secondly, we have Mr. Matt Harris. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Not much. How y'all doing? Doing good, Matt. Matt also uh, currently is a Public Defender in the Griffin Judicial Circuit, working in the Griffin Office. Uh, uh, but is, is about to move on himself. Um, I think it's no secret now, Matt, that uh, you have uh, negotiated the deal with uh, the, the Flint Circuit, which would be Henry County. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. <clears throat> Very good. And both of these two, um, let me a little chronology for everybody, a little bit of history about this for those of you that aren't familiar with, with the setup here. Um, I started working in the Public Defender's Office for the Griffin Judicial Circuit about two and a half years ago, maybe a little more. And uh, for the majority of that time, I worked uh, down in the Spalding office, Griffin office, and was the supervisor there. And when I got there, these two were, were there. Uh, there was a third lawyer there, Adam Yonker, who moved on. And then we uh, picked up a, a thir- another lawyer, uh, Rochelle Gordon, who I had hoped was going to join us today. But um, Ro- Rochelle had some other commitments and couldn't be here. So I've got these two hot shots uh, in, in, the, in the studio today. And man, look. First of all, let me just say these these are two extraordinary lawyers. These are gifted lawyers, very smart, um, very dedicated, and it was a pleasure to not only work with them but to be in a position where you know we could sort of work on some cases and sort of help each other and 
um, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, we, we still have fun even though I'm not down there anymore. So uh, let's uh, kind of get get to it. Um, I want to talk about a lot of stuff with y'all today. Um, we're going to cover a lot of different sort of topics, but uh, let me let me first start with you, Kara. What tell tell us exactly what what it is you're doing now? Um, I work on appeals. So do you want me to explain? Yeah, I mean, you, you, is that doesn't sound very sexy. <laughs> well, it is. Let me tell you that. Um, so if somebody gets convicted and they at trial and then they have rights afterward to have an appeal and that goes to either the court of appeals in Georgia or the Supreme Court in Georgia depending on what kind of case it is and where you are in your appeal and we do only the direct appeal so habeas and um, any kind of US Supreme Court or anything that's not going to be us you're going to have to do that yourself but that's okay. essentially what we do research and briefs and argue with the appellate courts rather than a jury or anything like that alright how long have you been doing that now? Six months, and as I suggested previous to that, you were um, you were you were just not just, but you were a a public defender serving in a circuit public defender's office. Right. And well, tell me this: how do you find the work in the in the court of or in the appellate division uh, compared to the work that you did in the uh, in in the Griffin Circuit? Well, I like it better, but it's less it's less up and down. You know, with the trial calendar, you have to really get hunker down and work for, you know, two or three weeks right before, and then you kind of break for a while. But appellate is pretty steady. You don't go to court that much, but you're always kind of working and writing something or researching something. You do a little traveling too, don't you? Yeah, all, all over. Yeah. Um, and, and generally, I imagine you're going to habeas hearings, that kind of thing? Um, we go to, I go visit the prisons, and I go to hearings all over the state. Not habeas, but... I mean, I could get habeas later, but that's going to be under a subpoena or something. But, yeah. Um, just different county courts all over the place, all over the state, and prisons all over the state. Yeah. All right. And uh, you, just uh, just by way of background, you are not originally from Georgia, are you? No, I'm not. You are from? Great state of Texas. Texas, everybody. What do you know about that? Don't mess with Texas, I'm right. here to tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... Uh, but, but, you know, unlike... A lot of Texans, I won't say most Texans, but some Texans I have known, that's not a fact that you don't let us forget and remind us about every 10 or 15 minutes that you're from Texas. No, it's every 20 saying, minutes. Are you saying that I do that or I don't? No, you don't. You don't. But when you do, it's, it's, usually, it, it's usually perfectly placed, in, inappropriate. You only need to know it once. No? <laughs> <laughs> you're reminded of it in my actions, not my words. And true. That, that's true. Matt Harris. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Just got to make the big move over to Henry County. That's the okay. big news right now. Yeah, you excited about that? Yes, I am. It's so moving on up. I guess would be the proper phrase. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Congratulations for that. It's always nice to make a change, um, and I'm sure there's benefits to to the change that you're making. We won't get into those, but I'm I'm sure there's some some benefits to moving there are. on. There are. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's 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 talk about both of you. And, you know, we, we don't necessarily need to do this in, in a you go then you go. I mean, just chime in. We can all talk at the same time. Why would anything be different now? I mean, um, what is it? You know, I get asked this question all the time. What what is it uh, that that makes you? Um, when I was doing that kind of work, you know, what what is it that makes you want to be a, a a defense attorney? Or you know, the, or, or maybe even the more relevant and annoying question is. 
How are you able to defend people that you know are guilty? I mean, you, you, you've heard that question, I'm assuming, haven't you, both of you, at some point in your career? Yeah. Yes. How do you, how, what, what, what is your, when you get asked that, Kara, what is your response to that? I don't know that I get asked that that often. I don't normally answer that question. <laughs> I don't know that they're guilty. What is, I mean, what kind of a question is that? You know, they're not guilty until, until they're proven guilty. Right. Right. Of course, in appeals, they they have been proven guilty, at least supposedly. Um, so it's more about defending their rights or trying to make sure that everything was fair and that they got there because they deserved to get there rather than um, some other reason. Right, right. Matt, what about well, you? Well, that's kind of the point with the defending rights angle is if you're going to send somebody to a prison, you know, do it right. Yeah. Prove that they did that, you know, you can't just willy nilly ship people off to and that's kind of the overarching thing for me. Right. Is make somebody prove that you did something wrong. Well, I don't believe in prison either. I think prison is the wrong the wrong way to solve crime and solve people's problems. Um it just it's not working. It hasn't worked for half a century or however long we've been sending what is it like 20% of Georgia or something is in prison and is that is that working for the in the deep south especially the prison system is a important part of our culture economy or whatever you want to call it and is that working for the deep south no it's not well um yeah, there there are some that would make the argument that if someone is is convicted of a and and yeah i mean certainly there are certain types of crimes where I would agree prison and incarceration may not necessarily be the best avenue to pursue uh, for the for the stated goals of what incarceration is supposed to do. Right. You know, incarceration, everybody, in case you didn't know, uh, is is it's more than just locking somebody up and throwing away the key. It's it's you know there, there's there are goals of incarceration and it's, it's rehabilitation and. Um, you know, there's a lot of thing, a lot of wraparound services that sometimes go with incarceration. But I mean, <clears throat> I would think you would get pushback care from just about everybody when you suggest that that no one should go to prison. There should always be some alternative sentencing. I mean, someone convicted of of a heinous crime like a child molestation or a rape or murder. I mean, I think most people would say that person needs to go to prison. Yeah, I, and I don't have a solution to those problems. That's I don't feel like that's my job. Or, but I know that prison is not working, and there's so much recidivism, and so much, and it tears apart families, and it, you know, you can't get a job, you can't get your life back together, and for a lot of people, that's not, that's definitely not a solution. I don't know if you're rapist, murder, child molester. You know, there's yeah, I guess it works, but um, those. Those people are generally going to prison for at least a long period of their life, and they're probably never getting out. Yeah. Um, but there's certainly people who are never getting out that are charged with drugs or theft or burglary or things like that that probably don't need to be there. Well, yeah, and I think, to, you know, in, in that vein, I think there's been a big legislative push this past legislative session and even the legislative session beyond. Um, going back uh, one or two sessions, there is a there's a, a big criminal justice reform move underway in this state. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think even <clears throat> Governor Deal uh, would agree with you that that for some categories of crimes and convicted folks, prison is not necessarily the the option or answer for them. 
Right. And I think there's some people would, would point out like Europe and there's places certainly and maybe even in other places in the United States where they don't incarcerate people for nearly as long as we do or in the same type of environment and they have less crime. So I don't know how that plays out, but that's certainly one of the arguments that people make. Right, right. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, we're going to talk about Europe here in a minute. <laughs> uh, believe me, Uh-oh. we get into it. And in Texas, we just kill everybody. So. Exactly. Have you seen the machinator in Texas, by the way? You know? No. Yeah, the head okay. ripper offer in Ohio. The Ohio had the head ripper offer. <laughs> okay. And then the Texas had the machinator, um, okay. to, not to be outdone. Uh, the head ripper offer was a, uh, <laughs> was a spot that appeared on the, uh, on, on the onion, right? But it was a video, and it was right. the head ripper offer. It was a, a humane way to uh, uh, to uh, execute I, him. I have seen you've that. seen the, you've <laughs> yeah. seen the head ripper offer, and I'm then pretty te- sure we got that from you. When we well, for you. <laughs> uh, well, not to be outdone, Texas has come up with a machinator where up to thirty inmates are put into a trash compactor, basically, and it's they're humanely squished, and then their remains are sucked out of tube and into the ocean or something. So I don't like, know. Baby chickens. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how that happens. That's exactly right. That's how we make chicken nights. That's exactly. Well, the secret's out now. <laughs> you thought the pink ooze was a was a problem. Well, yeah, um, Matt. What do you, you want to weigh in on that? What were we talking not about? The, not the pink, not the pink ooze or chicken nuggets, no, but just yeah. just you know, criminal justice reform relevant to you know certain folks going to prison, not going to prison. I mean, do you think prison for convicted people is always the answer? I guess always the answer. No, yeah, um, sometimes the answer. But the well, yes. I mean, certain crimes, like we were saying, I mean, heinous things, sex related crimes, murders, you know, shootings, things of that nature. I mean, that's different, right? But. You know, there are a significant number of people in there nonviolent who, you know, what's the kind of what's the point right. of doing that? Yeah. And, but the other thing that's scary is the idea in, of, as we call it in the biz, trial taxes, you know, where people don't want to go to trial because they fear that they're going to end up with a harsh sentence if they get convicted. And that could be for any type of crime. I mean, we still have in Georgia potentially life sentences for, um, possession of drugs with intent to distribute if you have priors, which can be scary for some people. And they'll take significant periods of time in prison to avoid that life sentence. Right. And right. unfortunately, our possession with intent laws aren't, aren't doing away with drug kingpins. You know, that's, right. that's the real problem right. when it comes to that. Yeah, and I mean, I think just about everybody I've had on this show that I've talked about this with, even some more conservative-minded people. You know, I had a state senator, um, a current state senator, and I had a, a candidate that was running against this this person. Um, we had Marty Harbin on, who was our current 16th district state senator. Excuse me, and Tricia Stearns, who was uh, running against him at the time. Even both of them, you know, and they, and they were both running for political office. They both sort of relented to the proposition that marijuana <clears throat> possession of marijuana should probably be looked at even more closely than it's being looked at relevant to decriminalization right i mean you both would you both agree that that's something that that my, my position on that it, it, it's not if that's going to happen i think that's a matter of when that's going to happen right i mean i think there was a story out the other day and i didn't see i didn't see the source but but there was a story out the other day that the trump administration if you can imagine uh was looking at uh was looking at decriminalizing marijuana for the federal statute. Right. And I think if that was to happen, I don't know where that is or, you know, who was talking about that, but if, if it was to be made, 
um, if, if marijuana possession was no longer a federal crime, I think that would open the floodgates for the states because that's the argument I always hear. Well, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a federal crime. That's the problem. Well, okay. Well, if it was no longer a federal crime, I think that would open your floodgates for the states to decriminalize it completely. I think it probably would. I mean, and the other thing is that if the feds decriminalized it, you know, one of the biggest problems that the places that have legalized it have run into is you can't put money from something that's federally illegal in a bank. So all of the marijuana places over in Colorado have stashes of cash in their place of business. So that's a nice spot for an armed robbery or two, you might think. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a good idea, but then it creates, you know, some other issues, the sort of the unintended consequences right. rule, you know. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, and I've made this point on this show many times. I think there is a day coming, and it may not be in the next five or six years, but it's coming when, when marijuana in this country, for the most part, is going to be widely legal to, to possess, buy, sell, everything. Well, not, no, back up. I mean, nobody's going to be allowed to sell it except the ABC store or whoever, you know, whoever's got the you know the government really will be the one selling it um, because that's where the that's who's going to be wanting to make the money off of it but i mean i think there there is a day coming when you can walk into a brick and mortar facility and buy yourself some marijuana and go home and smoke it <laughs> i mean i think that's coming um <clears throat> and i don't necessarily know that that's you know a bad thing it's not the end of the world not the end <laughs> of the world and there was a time when i would have said that's the end of the world i mean there was i've evolved on this uh, you know uh, almost 180 degrees I started to say 360 degrees, but that put me right back. Where yeah, I, you'd be back started. Right yeah. yeah, that's not working. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. Exactly. <laughs> it's just a waste of time. 180 degrees from this. I mean, when I was a policing and in those days, I would have, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even engage in this conversation. Yeah. But now, now it's, it's, I, I think it, it's coming and probably needs to. So, you know, there's that. Um, it's ready your probable cause, though. You know that's the thing, uh, and let me just say this, everybody, uh, for just sort of for for disclosure, uh, I am for those of you that don't know, I, I am now uh, back on the other side of, of this thing. I'm a prosecutor. I work in the in the Griffin circuit circuit as a, uh, as a as a prosecutor. So I'm these guys' adversary now in, in you know in in the in the in our professional lives in the courtroom. So. Um, I say that to say that that you know we have that sort of dichotomy between us, and, and I may I might take positions now that uh, I, I might not have taken six months ago. I mean, I don't know. We'll have, to, <laughs> have to kind of wait and see. Um, so, just by way of background, that that's going on going on too. Man, uh, you know, there's um, it, it's just a I, I, we're we're in a, we're in strange times right now. We're in strange times right now. What do you make of Matt? I'll start with you on this. What do you, what do you make of uh, of this North Korean summit business with Trump? What's your what's your assessment of that? And let me let me say this. I, I, I'm glad to have these two in here because these this is the first time where I've really had anybody on the show that probably has not. not they're probably. I wouldn't say that that Kara and Matt have a their politics are diametric to mine, but. I'm sure we disagree on some things, so it's good to have somebody in here that's that's not uh, of the exact same mind that I am, and we'll just sit over here and yes man me, you know. Um, so that's 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 good. So don't disappoint me and yes man me. I mean, you know, I do like a group. Of, I do like having a group of yes men around. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. 
I do like a stumble a group of yes. We already did that for you. I'll well, just, I'll just pick the opposite of whatever you say. Well, that that no works out too. Them. She kind of is already doing that. Um, I know. She's that's always been her stick. Um, <clears throat> don't tell her what to do. Um, yeah, that yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what do you, I mean? What do you make of it, Matt? Um, well, from what we've heard, it doesn't sound like much of anything happened. I mean, that's. I mean, now, for all we know, the Trump administration could come out and drop some kind of bomb to use. <laughs> A horrible pun there, but from what we've heard... Is that a pun, though? No. It's <laughs> it's very... I mean, it sounds like it was a bunch of vague nothing that happened to me. I mean, that's what I've, that's what I've heard about it. I mean, we, we didn't sound like we got any concessions out of Kim Jong-un. And Lord knows that the North Koreans are not sorry about lying about things like that. I mean, they do that all the time. So, I mean, we... Now was it was I hopeful for it? I mean, I thought that we might be able to get something out of it, you know. But from what we've heard, it sounds like the president canceled what our our exercises with South Korea, or was that and got a vague promise of what? I mean, that's kind of where, what I what I understand it to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea what the substance of this agreement that they. Signed. I mean, it was a one-page agreement, like two paragraphs, if it was even that. I have no idea what the substance of that was. Um, but and that's were, the problem. Exactly. We don't know if there was substance. Yeah, and it, it you know, I, it, 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 in the, on the one hand, yes, it was historic that an Ameri- that a U.S. president met with the North Korean leader. But on the other hand, a U.S. president could have probably done that at any time. Had they not set conditions, preconditions on the meeting, right? Apparently, Bush forty one, Bush forty three, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama were unwilling to do that, right? So therefore, no meeting, right? So along comes Trump, and six months ago he was calling him the little rocket man, and and uh, I, I assure <laughs> you, my know. rockets are bigger than your rockets, and you know, my the, button's no bigger. Pro- my no, button's bigger, exactly. No problem <laughs> with that. I've got a button, and you know. That was the rhetoric, and then six months later, fast forward to now, and they're 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 yucking it up uh, at this at this summit in Singapore, um, and I don't, you know, I don't see what the result of this is going to be, other than um, Kim Jong Un getting an opportunity to take a bunch of pictures and, and video of him uh, sort of yucking it up with Donald Trump, right. And there's already a story, a story, an AP story out of North Korea that they've put together this this gigantic propaganda film, and they're showing it to, of course, everybody in North Korea, and it's it's positioning Kim Jong Un as like he was the hero of the summit, right? And Trump was just sort of this happened to be there kind of guy, and and, and Kim Jong Un is the is the diplomat, and he's the champion of peace, and he's making all of this happen. And then you've got the the shot of Trump saluting the the North, North Korean, Korean general. general. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I just. Kim Jong Un read Donald Trump's book. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think, I think the president probably got played. Yeah. I mean, uh, unfortunately. I mean, and here's one thing I wonder about is, you know, obviously people are drawing the comparisons to the Iran deal, with which Obama negotiated, but there's no comparison there to be right. made. Right. I mean, if you can't look at those these two issues and say that we made out better with Iran than we just did with the the North Koreans, then 
That's just ridiculous. Well, yeah, because there's no, there's nothing in the deal with with right. the, the North Koreans that anybody knows about, right? Other than just a, a gentleman's agreement to shake hands and say, "We shake hands," and yes, we will we will dismantle our nuclear weapons right now, right away. I mean, right. that's essentially what Trump says. He says Kim Jong Un says he's going to do it. It's going to happen very fast, very quickly. Very, he says. As it is uh, with everything, uh, right? Exactly. So, I mean, I'm not convinced. I'm way from convinced that there was anything substantive that came out of it other than a photo opportunity for Kim Jong-un to, to uh, politicize and, and turn into propaganda. Right. Tara, mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, what's the opposite of this argument? This is like Obama's fault, right? Isn't that- well, it's... it's- <laughs> is that the- <laughs> <laughs> we can always get back to his 44th fault. Jong- I think Kim Jong-un is the hero of this, of this story. I mean, have, have any of the Kims ever met with the U.S. president? No. So, I mean... He's, Not that I'm aware of. He did the best job. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! He's the least horrible he's of the finally, three Kims, yeah. He's fi- they're finally willing to come to the table. Yeah, he's not, he's not, uh, he's not Kim Il-sung or Kim Jong-il. <laughs> yeah, the- he, 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 uh, I mean, I think, it was, I think it's a real coup for, for the North Koreans. Well, not the North Koreans, but for the regime, for Kim Jong-un. I think it's, it's a complete coup. Well, and he's going to view it as it legitimizes him. Uh, well, he's yeah. You know. he, he's already he's already sort of saying that, you know. Um, well, I don't think they ever had a problem with that. No, and then you, you get these. You know, I, I've been in a a Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it, but I mean, I, I've been in a face. I, shocking, I know. I've been in this this Facebook you argument Facebook. thread <laughs> about the the optics on Donald Trump saluting this North Korean general with. With that grinning idiot Kim Jong Un standing right there, you know, sort of beaming about this, and you know the pushback has been well, it was it was perfectly legitimate military protocol to to return the salute of a, of a of, of a general even from an uh, you know an enemy nation, and 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 my point about that was you know um, this every. The advance team on this summit, on this meeting, should have looked at every eventuality that could potentially put the U.S. in a bad light. They should have thought it through and said, "Okay, well, look, what if what if they want to serve some fish heads, and Donald Trump doesn't want to eat fish heads, or we don't want to insult them? What if one of these lunatics salutes the president? What happens then? I mean, did they not?" Think through that. I mean, I, I, my position is is just amateur hour at the State Department now. You know, not did, far off. I mean, didn't the president say anybody, he prepared for what? Didn't he say he didn't prepare for this summit? I, I don't know. Or, the, or or and he said he would be able to tell if he was going to get something out of it in the first minute. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like he's you know he he's likening to to negotiating with some CEO for a merger or something. I guess you know. I can look in his eyes and shake his hand and tell we we're going to strike a deal and everybody, you know. Um, and we'll talk about that. But, I, I mean, the, the, the optics on Donald Trump saluting this North Korean general are horrible as far as I'm concerned. They're horrible. Uh, that should have been prepared for. There should have been some contingency plan. Like, look, if this Korean, if anybody salutes you over there, you don't return. The, here's the protocol for that. Or tell his people in advance but again, we're back to having a, a, a meeting with this guy with absolutely no conditions. E- even if something as trivial as how do you deal with military protocol, don't salute the president during this meeting. Well, ooh, that might upset Kim Jong, and he don't want to meet anymore. 
you know. So I mean, it, it just seems like there was a there was a, a a lack of sort of anticipation of this kind of thing, and it and it you know here's the president. He gets saluted by this guy. And he you know just sort of almost as a knee jerk reaction. He salutes back. It's videoed and it looks, in my view, weak and ridiculous. Thoughts? I think whatever Trump does, there are people who like him. And if you're a Trump fan, it doesn't matter what he does. And if you are not a Trump fan, everything he does is ridiculous. So, I, you know. Well, and, and I'm not that way. I mean, I'm, I'm not a Trump fan, but I don't think everything he does is ridiculous. I mean, look, the reality is unemployment's at 3.8%. My 401k is kind of roaring. I mean, the stock market is trading huge. I mean, the jobs, I mean, the, the economy is doing well. Now, you can debate whether or not who, who's responsible for that all you want. Um, but he's in office, and that's what's happening with the economy. So everything that he does, I don't necessarily say is, is you know, he's not laying, a, laying an egg on everything. But I, I think his, his weakness and his administration's weakness is, is in, in the area of foreign policy. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, you go to the G8 summit, and you slap our allies around like, you know, redheaded stepchildren. I mean, I get it. No one likes the Europeans. They're a bunch of snobby, stuck-up, you know, uh, ingrates. I get that. <laughs> but, I mean, damn, they are, are, you know, let's for those of you that are keeping score, England, France, Italy, Germany, Germany, Japan. Our friends, Japan and Canada. Canada, they're our friends. Yeah, it's the G seven now because Russia got G- kicked right, out because of Putin. Exactly, <laughs> and Trump wants them back. Trying in. to get him back in. Yeah, G <laughs> seven. Those, those are those are traditionally for the last sixty years since the end of the war. Our friends, our enemies are Russia, China, North Korea. I mean, that's your enemies. And then all the rogue Saudi, or the rogue uh, Middle Eastern nations. But, I mean, the big three is would be China, Russia, North Korea. Was, oh yeah, we took Iraq out of that. That was That's almost the axis of evil from 10 years ago. Yeah, exa- and it's almost, yeah, it, that's right. That's exactly right. So that's sort of the, the, the traditional worldview for the last 60 years. Now comes Donald Trump, and he is uh, stiff-arming our allies and friends, and hugging up to some of the most despotic uh, dictators alive. I mean, he says in in a news or in a, in a uh, video, a news story I saw today, uh, with, with with not you know not some this isn't some ultra right wing site that I saw this on. I mean, this was like ABC or something. He's, he's in a, Oh no, he walked, he comes out. He's apparently he strolled out onto the white house lawn yesterday where Fox was set up doing a remote. So he strolls up to Fox and just starts giving an impromptu interview. And in this interview, he says things, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but Kim Jong Un is a, he is so funny and so smart and, and, you know, he's really a good guy. I mean, this is a guy that feeds his relatives to wild dogs. He, 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 he takes political enemies, puts them out in the field, and gets the biggest, most powerful gun in the, that he can find and shoots them with it for sport and to giggle about it. That's the kind of maniac this is. But, I mean, the summit's over. It's over. You're not. You're not with him now. Let, let's. Let's don't continue to kiss his ass if you don't mind. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never seen. I mean, we're 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 you know to 
to quote Leo Carroll from Alice in Wonderland, we are through the looking glass. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. No. I'm perplexed. I think we all are. Well, I mean, <laughs> and again, I, I'm not necessarily a Trump hater. I mean, I, I don't, I, 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 I have my, my feelings about Trump, I know what he is. I'm not fooled by him. I know what he is. I've said that for the last two years. I know what he is. Uh, he's damn sure not a conservative. That's not what he is. He's a populist, uh, and even beyond a po- he's a nationalist. Right. Recently, of of late, that's just something that he developed into. Um, whether he believes it or not, it's a different story. Um, but he is uh, he is not. He's exactly who I think he is. He's he's shown himself to me to be exactly what I think he is. But as Kara made the point, half the country. Uh, he could, you know, he made he made the point during the election that he could go out on in in, in uh, on Fifth Times, Avenue, Fifth Avenue York, yeah. and shoot somebody in the face and, and be fine. Here's what I would have liked: if at that summit, at that moment when when he was faced with with this general, and you had Kim Jong standing there, this general rending the salute, if Trump would have produced a handgun and shot him both in the face, <laughs> and then just stepped over him and said, and turned around to the camera and said, "Successful summit, I'm coming home." That I'd, he could, I'd vote for him for re-election just based on that. We won and we won big. We, that's right. We won. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Well, when you're talking about disconnected foreign policy, we all know that China is North Korea's biggest backer, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we're going to impose, what is it, $500 billion in tariffs on China? Yes. So how are you going to influence North Korea when you're making the Chinese mad? And that's the... The disconnect that we have in the foreign policy era. Well, because it, we're best friends with North Korea. Clearly, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, our new buddy Kim Jong Un. Yes, he's 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 quite charismatic, according to President Bush, or President uh, Trump. Well, he's, it's just about who's nice to him and who's not nice to him. I mean, it's like a, who are we talking about there, Kim Jong Un or the no, president? Trump, Trump. Okay, okay. If well, you're, not, if you're nice to him, then he then he likes you, and if you're don't do what he wants, then he doesn't like you. And as a result of all this, in a, in a bizarre twist, as it as if it could get any more bizarre, Trump and Dennis Rodman <laughs> have now become buddies. Well, you know Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is a celebrity. Kim, Kim Jong. He went over there a couple times. Uh-huh. The he basketball was, summit. He was at the summit. Exactly. The, uh, yeah, this yeah, one. This one. I yeah. know. I know because he's an inside man. He, he's and he, he, you know Dennis Rodman. And here's the thing. I mean, how don't you? I'm surely you both remember when Dennis Rodman was going over to North Korea with the, all the crap in his face and the tattoos and all. People were like, "This he's crazy. He's lost his mind. He's he's going over there and, and hobnobbing with this this killer." Well, now all of a sudden, the same people that were saying that are. They love him. I mean, he's him and the president are uh, are, are are changing hearts and changing minds. <laughs> I mean, two, I two people you never think you'd say that about. I've yeah, always, I've always liked Dennis Rodman. I just yeah. I mean, the worm, right? Yeah, that's that one is, of his, names. his nickname, yeah, his basketball nickname. Yeah, wasn't he married or hooked up with Madonna for a while? Uh, I think that's Madonna so and Carmen Electra was another one. Oh well, yeah. He was married to her for like sixty days. Or well, something. who hadn't been hooked up with Carmen Electra? I mean, you know, <laughs> honk if you haven't. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just man. The whole thing is just is just. Uh, and maybe I'm just not smart enough. I mean, maybe I just don't see the big picture. Maybe maybe we're just not 
smart enough and um you know we just have to kind of keep watching and see what kind of egg gets hatched you know i don't know well, I've always been of the opinion that who the president is is not very important for the most part. So I'm just kind of... She's okay. along for the ride. I'm kind of seeing if that plays out the way I think it will. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, oh, actually, it does make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, it, it, it might. Uh, it could in certain circumstances. Uh, but, you know, the... I don't know. I, I could... We could talk about this and, and beat this to death for, you know, for the next hour. But... It's it's very bizarre. I just wanted to sort of get y'all's take on it and see if I was thinking about this. Maybe I'm maybe I'm screwed up for thinking about it in those now terms. You picked a topic that we would probably agree on. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's true. Well, I mean, I again, I don't want to. You know, I've already caught enough hell on Facebook. I mean, people watch this or hear this, they're gonna think, "Oh my God, he's a he's a flaming liberal Democrat." Anybody that knows me know that's ridiculous. I've been a Republican my entire life. I've chaired numerous conventions. I've run for office. I've held appointed positions as I've been the chairman of the Fay kind of GOP for a term or two. I was a I was the the GOP nominee and 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 sat on the board of elections. I mean, my credentials speak for themselves, but you know, if you think I'm going to blindly follow Trump into the whatever it is he's leading us into, uh, I got enough think uh, you got enough think coming. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. You know, anyway. All right, topic number 2, everybody. Uh Jack, what are you okay over there? I think so. I yeah. think <laughs> you want to weigh in on any of this? Um, I'm just kind of, you know, sitting back, letting it all happen. Yeah. I'm just having a good time, man. Yeah. I'm just enjoying myself. Yeah. yeah I you... think, I think my random head nods, um, that have, that were scattered throughout that conversation speaks for how, how good of a time I'm having. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's good. It's good when you can just kind of sit and lay back over there and just. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just. No pressure on you at all, right? Uh-uh. Just letting the grown-ups talk. <laughs> <laughs> Is this topic number two? How Jack's doing? Re- re- really? <laughs> topic number two. How's Jack doing? Gro- grown ups, Jack. Really? <laughs> you, you're kind of reaching there, aren't you? Was, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, socially, I've been one for like the past four years. Oh, an adult? Mm-hmm. Did you say forty or four? <laughs> Maybe forty. I don't know. <laughs> no, not forty. But you definitely are mature beyond your 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 chronological age. I will say that. Yeah, Thank sure. you. Thank you. Yes, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me uh Is that topic one and a half or Yeah, that was one and a half. That was topic one point one point one point five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> it can't get here soon enough for me, uh, but you know, before you know it, we'll be we'll have another NFL season upon us. Um I don't know if the if the players are gonna be kneeling again. I have no idea. Um I suspect they probably will be. But I think now there has been uh, a ruling made by Roger Goodell. Is it Roger Goodell? Isn't he the mm-hmm. commissioner yeah. of the NFL? That <clears throat> there'll be a penalty assessed. Um, a penalty or a fine? Oh, I think it's a penalty. It's going to affect their... It's a fine. Fine for the it's players a fine. and a fine for the team. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a penalty. Like, they don't get assessed 15 yards on the kickoff. <laughs> no, no. Not that, no, I don't think so. Not yet. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they might. Yeah, it might change that. Okay, um... So let, let first of all agree or disagree with that position by the NFL. Disagree, Kara. So I disagree to the extent that I think that the controversy was probably mostly over as of about six months ago, and now it is back, and so we're going to have another season of. I mean, I don't watch the NFL, so I really don't have much of an opinion about this. But 
another season of the NFL being in the news when it should really just be somewhere else. Who's responsible, do you think, for keeping it going? The NFL. Yeah. For making the rule. Yeah, you're, you're <clears throat> suggesting that they, they probably wouldn't be doing this again. and they, they came out with this ruling, and that's putting it back. Yeah, because you know, it, had got, it had gotten to the point where, you know, some players would stay in the locker room, some would kneel, they would hook arms in the center or whatever, and everybody would say, oh, okay, you know. There were a few people who were fired up about it, but not that many. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I've made this point, you know, many times. I don't care if they if they come out and roll around in the field naked. As long as, they, as, long as my team and my players and my fantasy league are doing well, I don't care what you do. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. It's look. It's to get so torqued up about these guys that come out and want to make a political statement about kneeling before the game. I mean, I, you know, I, I get that it's an emotional issue on both sides, but you know, I have to. It's it's so at the end of the day, it's so inconsequential. I mean, what? what so what? How does it affect you? If if you know Colin Kaepernick or anybody else comes out and they kneel during the national anthem. Why are you so outraged about, I mean, y'all, I mean, you know, rhetorically. People in general. <laughs> why are people so yeah. outraged by this? I mean, I get the sentiment. They're disrespecting the flag. They're disrespecting the country. These, these, these whiny um, ingrates, look what this, look, 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 look all they have and what this country's done for them. Well, I got news for you. Only about seven or eight percent of the players on that team are millionaires. I mean, your your average lineman, unless you're an all-pro first-round pick, you know, if you're a ninth-round draft pick pulling guard, you ain't making a million dollars a year. And nobody's helping them. Like, what are we? We're not. We didn't give that to them. They, I mean, they earned it. Sure, absolutely. And that, they that, are putting like. Well, yeah, think about. It. I mean, kind the, of putting their lives on the line for everybody to entertainment and you know who cares if they want to make a statement about whatever they've always been able to make a statement about whatever they wanted to make yeah and and the notion that that you know these guys because you know there there was a a time when when the players even the ones that were kneeling were, were going to great lengths to explain that it had nothing to do with you know disrespecting the military or the flag you know they they said it's not it's got nothing to do with that it's just our way of showing our, 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 you know, protesting or showing our, our displeasure with what's going on, you know, particularly when these these law enforcement shootings were at their zenith. I mean, th- th- all that's kind of calmed down a little bit now anyway, you know. That whole issue that precipitated all this is really not even an issue anymore, not necessarily, you know, not like it was a couple summers ago. Yeah, when it started. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, just to keep this going, I mean, so they kneel. And, of course, the, the, you said the NFL care. The, the, big, the biggest culprit in this is the damn national media and the sports media. I mean, they're the ones that are on the sidelines with their low-angle camera shots salivating to find somebody kneeling so they can show that on the news and make a big, you know, because it's, yeah, it's just that. Don't get me started on the, on the damn media. Um, <laughs> good God almighty. So, you know, I, I, hope, I hope come September – you know, when when the NFL season starts again, that that all of this is is not even you know. I'm, I'm so sick of hearing about it during the season, and you know, ho- hopefully it's it's not going to be an issue when the uh, when the season starts. You're you're more of a college ball person, aren't you, Kara? Yeah. Who's your uh, Who's your team? I don't have one right now. You don't have one. She's also a college <clears throat> basketball fan. Well, yeah, because I was the Baylor was my team, but they're kind me of me and Baylor have had a, are in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> y'all, y'all have sort of fallen out. Yeah, we're, we're we're not doing very well right now, so I don't I there, don't know. It, it's complicated between Kara and Baylor. It's yeah. I get it. Hmm. That, but you you don't. Um, did you did you go to Baylor undergrad? You didn't go to undergrad at Baylor, right? No. Went to Tech. Yeah. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. You majored in what? Uh, <laughs> you caught me. We'll wait. Uh, it was called Science, Technology, and Culture, which okay. is um, a confusing acronym, but it is basically philosophy and literature and um, with a background in science and computer science and math. Well, how much how math smart do you have to be to go to tech and major in that? Um, I would imagine there's a core math. Uh, you know, curriculum. Yeah, everybody has to take calculus and calculus two and so many hours of science. I haven't spent long. Yeah, you did all that. I did all that. Yeah. You what a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Grief. <laughs> well, that's like Sheila, my my the, my wife. She's a you know y'all know her. She's a math freak too. She is all. But but it's 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 funny though that you would go to Georgia Tech. I, and I guess, yeah, that, that's that that's that. It, the, knowing you the way I do know you, that that's 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 so you. You you go to you go to a school like Georgia Tech, and you pick a major where you can be right brain and left brain both. Yeah, it started in computer engineering, but I didn't like it, so I switched to this other thing. You switched over into into the into the uh, to the humanities department where you can really make money when you right, get out, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But then you ended up going to law school. Right. Well, I mean, how did that happen? Well, I worked for kind of an AT&T contractor for a while. Yeah. Doing um, fake engineering, civil civil engineering, which is not real. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then I, I didn't want to go to law school because, you know, my whole family is lawyers, like back to the 1600s or something. Well, all right. So I didn't really want to do that, but I ended up... Doing it anyway. I don't really remember why. Yeah. After law school and all that, it just escapes me. Yeah. You know, it's just. I mean, it's funny about the about the law profession. You you know, you run into people that are that are lawyers that have, that went to law school, but they have all kinds of varied and weird backgrounds that you would think, man, when, how did you come to this? You know, it's just funny how how people get sort of led to to this. It's kind of weird. Now you, uh, Matt, you you went to uh, you went to Georgia under UGA, right? Correct. Yeah, but you're not a real dog fanatic, are you? I am, in comparison to many dog fans, I would consider myself kind of... I mean, I'm a fan, for sure. Yeah. But I don't get beat up when, you know... Like, when when the dogs were in the national title game. I mean, yeah, that loss sucked. Mainly how they lost sucked. And by the way, all you Georgia fans, sorry I'm bringing this up. (laughs) Um... But at the same time, I didn't go into this deep, dark depression for a month right? either. Right. I just kind of went, well, that's annoying, isn't it? And moved on. Because at the end of the day, it's not as important as some people might make it out in their own minds. He's enough of one that I can... She ribs me from time yeah, to time about it. That, but... it. that it works. You can make fun of them about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know people that have never been to Athens, let alone went to the school, and they are way, way more psychotic about the dogs than you are. Well, most of the time, that's the way it is. The 
people who didn't go to the school are way more psychotic than the people that did. That's very bizarre, isn't it? Yes. I've never understood why, you know, why someone who, I mean, Georgia, I'm talking about the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, it, it, it's a school and it's a football team, but it doesn't necessarily represent the state, does it? In terms of just what? If you want to, for I guess if you want to have a sports team, right? Um, I mean, people get on board with the dogs like 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 it's it, they're representing the whole state. You know what I mean? Well. It's like that everywhere, though, because UT, and I'm talking about the burn orange one, not whatever the other. Yeah. Is, <laughs> right, right. They are, people are like that in Texas, too. They sure. Just, they want that school. And well, te- Texas is kind of the home of that, really. I mean, that's sort of the epicenter of Was well, that, right. you know, North Carolina's that way? Um, well, they're all that. I'm not singling yeah. out Georgia. But, I mean, they're all that way. I guess it's just because, I mean. So got t-shirts at Walmart or whatever. And that's. <laughs> Well, you know, it's be, you know, pro sports in Georgia are right. not necessarily the biggest deal. I mean, you know, one thing Atlanta always gets ribbed on is not being a pro sports town. Oh, I've always said Cause, that. Because it's not. Yeah, it's not. You're right. Atlanta's and, not a sports town. Now, my son, when he hears this, he's going to hit the roof when I tell him, when he hears, don't you think, Justin, when, or Jack, when Justin hears me say Atlanta's not a sports town, oh, yeah. he's going to come unglued. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's not a sport. I've been to sports towns. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I spent a year in Philadelphia. And let me tell you something, brother. Those people are sports fans. They are fanatical up there about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Phillies. Yeah, I don't give a damn if they if the if the if the uh, Eagles don't win a game all season. That stadium is packed, and they are full paint, face paint, you know, everything, the whole deal. Just like it was if it was the damn Super Bowl. Right. That's a sports town. I've been to Chicago. That's a sports town. Atlanta just, you know, and I think a lot of the problem is that, is, is Atlanta is a city of transients. Well, that's that's really the biggest thing is Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta is and not. It's plants. Let's call them transients. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just moving through, but, you know. <laughs> but that's also true. I Sherman mean, was transient, was. you know. Uh, I see your point. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's the whole point. I mean, everybody, most of the people you talk to in Atlanta have another team that they root for before they root for an Atlanta team. Right. It's that's why you see Yankees fans and Cubs fans. I mean, half of your Facebook page is filled with people at stadiums that are not in Atlanta. Right. And you know, you can go to uh, an Atlanta uh, Atlanta New Orleans game and half the damn stadium are New Orleans fans, right. New Orleans Saints fans. Right. And some of them live in Atlanta, but some of them drive up for this thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm not necessarily ready to declare that New Orleans is a big sports town either, because I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Louisiana is a. Well, I'll just give an example. I mean, I went to no, a, no. I get it. I went I to it. I went to a Braves Cubs game. Yeah. In the playoffs, this was probably 15 years ago. There were more Cubs fans in the stadium than there were Braves fans. Yeah. And it was in Atlanta. Yeah. Which that should tell you something. Right. I just didn't want to give I just didn't want to give New Orleans any kind of credit at all because, as you know, I despise <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. The oh, Saints. He was going to say the city. I tell him, Jack. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he hates New Orleans. Um, the New Orleans Saints. What about Ricky yeah. Williams? Do I you like Ricky Williams? hate the New Orleans Saints. I don't hate the individual players. I mean, <laughs> but I hate the or- the Saints. Oh, I hate them. I guess Ricky Williams hasn't played for the Saints in a decade. I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Drew Brees is a fine fella. You know. That's what I hear. But when he puts on that New Orleans Saints uniform and gets on that field, I hate him. 
Now, Sean Payton, I hate him on the field, off the field. I think he's an ass in real life. I think Sean Payton's just a just a mean, vindictive jackass. I mean, anybody that that play that pays that that has a has a, a game scheme of putting bounties on opposing players. Hey, if you knock this person out, you get X number of dollars. So you get a, this bonus, that bonus. That to me is is I, I think Payton probably should have been run out of the game for that. Probably. Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's the one that was giving Julio Jones the throat cut and sign in the playoff game. You know, it, it, it's uh, oh, it's that's he, a penalty. Yeah, I don't think he got a penalty maybe for that though. Maybe it's just is it just in college? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, he probably the, did. It, he was, might have actually been subtle enough to not get caught. But he's rarely so. Well, Al Michaels and uh, the other guy, another tar- man. I'm I'm really turning this into people that I hate. Um, Chris Collinsworth. Let's talk about Chris. Would you know who Chris Collinsworth is? No, I don't know. Oh, we got to stop. She doesn't talking. watch pros. You know That's that. true. Chris Collinsworth. Oh my God. I think all of you will agree with me that Chris Collinsworth just needs to go away. Um, he's he calls all the big NFL games along with uh, Al Michaels, who I, I like. Al Michaels. Um, so six degrees of people. David hates. Yeah, we could go on and on about that list. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of people, a lot of people on that list. Um, Festivus, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I've never, I've never gotten this fascination with college sports teams among people that did not go to the school. I think that's what we were talking about. And got side. That was yeah. That yeah, was that, before that we was, went off on the side street. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean. The, I mean, rabid, fanatical fans. And, and that was another point. There, there are, I, I guess, and that was sort of my original point. The, the, the fan base for the dogs in Georgia is way more rabid and fanatical than the fan base for the Atlanta Falcons. Way yeah. more. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that kind of it was my point. I mean, I don't get that. You know, if you went to the school, I mean, I can see you have some allegiance to the school. I mean, you, you know, it's, you, you went there. But damn, if you never went to the school, you know, and you, I, I don't get, I don't get it, I don't get it. Probably Maybe. some Atlanta hate because you know, you know how people who don't live in Atlanta don't, yeah. don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And then the South in general, just a lot of college, college football is real big, and pro football just isn't as much. Well, that's true, that's true, and I think that that's you know, those two things conspire, I think, to make again Atlanta not much of a sports town. Because Alabama. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about insane people. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Just like that cat that poisoned the trees at Tombs Corner. Mm-hmm. You know? right. Remember that? Good God. And he, and he, he was on a phone-in sports show when he said he did it. Yeah. I got them trees down there at Tombs Corner, by God. They ain't going to have them next season. I poisoned them. <laughs> Something. I mean, didn't it kind of go He was like very that? proud of it. He was it was. Very I mean, and then the, the, the announcers, the guys that were the, uh, running the sports show, they were like, uh, What? You're right. You yeah, they were confused. Yeah, what'd that guy say? Say that again? I poisoned them goddamn trees down there, so kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Sports, just sports fans are, are funny to me. Um, crazy. Well, what else you got? Uh, anything else y'all want to talk about? I'd like to add that this has probably been our most profane episode. Yeah, I've I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've thrown a couple of cuss words. Normally, we don't uh, we don't we don't cuss on the things. Surprisingly, I've kept I've, my mouth clean. I haven't exactly. Kara's been a perfect angel. You, you've been you've been good, but I, I've I've noticed that uh, you know you're really they're all they're right here. 
I can see they're right. They're here. sticking in my craw. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. Bit, yeah. Yeah, Matt sometimes has a has a, a little trouble um, <clears throat> with the uh, with the language. We'll just go ahead and put it that way. <laughs> well, right now the only difference between you and Matt is that you're actually letting some slip out. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, but yeah. you know I'm the host. I can do that. Oh, really? Yeah. He gets. He's the dictator, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, so you, so. <laughs> I'm the Kim Jong of the uh, podcast. So who's who's Trump? Well, I mean, I don't know. I look most like him, unfortunately. Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> kind of got the hair. Got today. the hair going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. Well, let's talk about Matt's hair. Why? What made Why did I change the hair? Yeah, what made you change the hair? <laughs> well, let's talk about the previous hairstyle, Matt. You, you, you had sort of a parted in the middle and feathered yeah, it back. it was over to the side. That's right. It was over to the side. Yeah. And well, then, kind of. <clears throat> it happened in a strange way when I was in Colorado visiting a friend. Mm, okay. No. <laughs> I know where her brain's going. Um, I do, too. His wife um, said, hold on, let me try something. And... She kind of flipped it like this, and I thought it looked good, and I kept it. That's, That's it? about it. I mean, it's, it's not that special of a story, I, I admit. Are you talking about the one you have right now? Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, that's how it changed. Hey, yeah, uh, okay. Well, yeah. I, mean, I know, it's no, a very <laughs> riveting story. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> what it is. It, lo- it looks fine. I mean, I, I, think it, I think it probably looks better than, than the, what you had it before. Makes my forehead shine. Makes your forehead shine. I think it yeah. makes you a little more, looks a little more less Monty Burns and a little more, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you look a little, little more, you, you look younger with it that way. A little, bit, <laughs> little, bit, little bit more Trump. 28 and a half God. instead of. That's right. Instead of 29. 29 right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, l- less Monty Burns and more Donald Trump. Very good, Jack. <laughs> Good, good analogy. Hey, I, I got, I got something. I'm, I'm glad this popped in my head because I wanted to talk with you about this. Um, your recent trip to South Africa. Yes. All right. You went to South Africa about a year ago. Has it been a year? Uh, nine months. It was September okay. of last year. All right. <clears throat> you, you were going for a wedding, right? I was. All right. You had a good friend that, you, that was same hey, person you, I was in Colorado visiting. Yeah. Okay. That's what made me think of it. He's getting married in South Africa. Right. And uh, invite you to the, you, you, are you. Were you in the wedding? You yeah. In the wedding. Yeah. I was in the wedding. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so you 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 got to fly over to South Africa to be in this wedding. Now you had you had one of the most bizarre odysseys relevant to air travel I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Tell yes. us about that. Okay, Delta Airlines, ladies and gentlemen. Delta, everybody, Shout ready out. when ready when you are. <laughs> well, Psych. Well, just kidding. Well, let's not name drop. <laughs> well, who else would be flying from Atlanta to Johannesburg? Seriously, yeah. What, it, it, what, what airline would that be? Yeah, Delta's not sponsoring. South, yeah, Southwest did that. Delta is not there. currently sponsoring the Granddaddy uh, show, so yeah, okay. But I would, I will also give Delta credit later in this story. Um, but yeah, so uh, Atlanta to Johannesburg. Delta it, gave him credit. <laughs> indeed, they did. Uh, Atlanta to Johannesburg is a. Between fifteen and a half and sixteen hour flight, uh, nonstop. So you leave at about eight p.m. Atlanta time, and you're supposed to land around five p.m. the next day in South Africa. So as soon as you take off, you know they feed you, and you know you try to get ready to go to sleep as best you can. And three hours into the flight over the Atlantic, the pilot comes on and wakes everybody up telling us that we're turning back to Atlanta because we have some form of mechanical issues. That had to make you feel real good. Yeah, three hours over the Atlantic, you know, not... And also, this was when uh, one of the hurricanes was also coming through the Atlantic. I forget which one it was. 
Um, right, at, I think it was the one right after Maria. Yeah. But so we had to turn around and come back and land, and that was we landed at about two a.m. Uh, in Atlanta. Okay. So that was so that's after that, about six hours. That's six hours in the air. Yeah. Okay. Um, we get back there. They tell us, um, you know, there's no more because the flight is so long. There's only one type of plane in the world that can do it, and they don't have one there that can <laughs> do it. Um, you know, immediately. So they go, they, they put us up in the hotel and whatever, and we're supposed to do the flight again the next day at the same time. I get to the gate and I realize that the number on the plane is the same number as the plane that we just, that was unable to make it to South Africa the night before. So that made me feel wonderful as well. So I thought, okay. So wait, let me get this straight now. The, the plane that you had been on previously that made it halfway across the Atlantic developed mechanical issues, right. had to turn around and fly back to Atlanta. Right. The next day, or the, several hours later, right. you're boarding another plane, and it's the same damn plane. Yes. Okay. It yeah. was the same plane. Well, yeah. said only one plane can do it, right? Well, there's only one type of plane that can do it. Delta has multiples of that type of plane, but it was, I saw the numbers on it, it was the same plane, because I'm a nerd like that, and I noticed the numbers. Okay, on that, on that particular model airplane, does the uh, seat cushion act as a flotation device? No, I think you have life vest. Oh well, okay. Which are even better, yeah. Very, very. So you go, which you know. I would have been locating very quickly. Oh, yeah, you. I, I looked at it a couple times for sure. Right, right. Um, so I thought, okay, either a this plane has been gone through with a fine tooth comb and they fixed everything, or we're all going to die. <laughs> One or the other. No, um, no in between. Yeah, there's yeah. no middle ground there. Yeah. So, but you got on the plane nonetheless. I did. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in the wedding. You gotta try. I gotta. He is that. He is that. Gotta make a good attempt. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can swim. So what the hell? Right. In the Atlantic. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, take off. Same, exact same thing happens. You know, everybody's trying to go to sleep. Three hours into the flight, same spot. You know, I bet if they'd latitude and longitude it, it would have been the exact same place. I feel the plane turning. Yeah. And I'm like, we're doing this again, aren't we? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to turn back to Atlanta. <laughs> Everybody on the plane about lost their mind. I thought the purge was about to start. You know, we were all going to start murdering each other. What, the was the, what was the reason this time? Did they give a reason? No, they never give a reason. Actually, I talked to my cousin who, who was, uh, actually my uncle who was a pilot, and he said that, um, that, they never give the reason because that'll just scare people more because people, you know, you say something, you know, like a pilot, he'll say something and people will be like, Oh my God, what's that? You know? And then they'll start freaking out. Not that we weren't freaked out already because, you know, what are the odds of this happening? Although it is the same plane twice in a row, you know, like that. Um, so we turned around and landed again. I, and they had, they did have a plane there when we got back this time. At 2 a.m. So another six hours. And we still haven't, you know, so combined we would have made it to Johannesburg by now. And I was genuinely pondering whether I should get on the third plane because I was not sure. Yeah. But I did. And the the third time was the charm. We actually made it there and landed in Johannesburg at 2 a.m. their time. And the customs people were really happy to see us. And, you know, that's the easiest way to get into a country, you know. Yeah. 
show up at an odd hour. You yeah, know, the customs yeah. people would just be like, go through, I don't care, right, right, you know, whatever. Right, right. Um, but Delta gave me a full refund. So, so they made it I right. lived on their dime for a month. Yeah, and that yeah. Was, you know, it, it was all better. Did you make the wedding? There were actually two wedding, you know, two ceremonies that happened. Um, we missed the first one, but made the second one. Yeah. On the same day that we got there. Yeah. So I, the wedding was that, that night. I slept for about four hours and I was running on four hours on that wedding. Yeah. Did you start drinking immediately as soon as you got down? As soon as you got on the ground? I, <laughs> not as soon as I got on the ground, but <clears throat> as soon as we got to where the wedding was taking place, yes. You got yourself some wild turkey, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> All they had was weird cognac and stuff. It was strange. Well, I mean, well, they had other stuff, but their beer was their beer's really good over there. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. yeah. You big wild turkey fan, Kara? Um, I wouldn't say it's my number one. <laughs> yeah. Bourbon, right? But in top ten for sure. Yeah. If you're gonna drink bourbon, what do you drink? Uh, Makers, but what's the number? Makers forty six. Forty six. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Although I've gotten into a different one. Like tonight. <laughs> no, oh, I can't okay. remember the name of it though. I, I don't remember. Like Pappy Van Winkle or something like that. Yeah, some high end thing like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Jefferson Reserve or some damn thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Small batch Jefferson Reserve. <laughs> yeah, I've got some of that in, in the in the uh, here at the Granddaddy Studios. Jefferson's not bad. It's real good. And That's, the the Four Roses <laughs> one is pretty good. That was the one. Yeah, the Four Roses. We uh, there's yeah. one with the horse on it that I like. Yeah, it's got a square bottle. Yeah, didn't we have some of that Four Roses the last time we uh, got together? Last time we convened the uh, I social think, club. I think I think <clears> we think did. So. And you yeah. brought it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was your deal. Yeah, that was good. That was real good. Fireball really is. <laughs> Fireball hits the spot. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you can't it's, go wrong. You really can't. Well, you can. You can. You go can, all, you can go all just... kinds of wrong after <laughs> after you've had it, but you, you you can't go wrong with a with a stiff shot of uh, Fireball or. You know, two or three shots of fireball. Ugh, I'm cringing around. Yeah, I, I am too. Ow. Yeah. What, 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 as far as bourbon, though, what do you like, Matt? Um. Well, anything real. Jack Daniels is specialty stuff. Yeah, it's not bourbon it's technically. That's sipping whiskey. It's whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> That's whiskey. That's um. Right. Bourbon. I'm a Maker's 46 fan. And yeah. Four Roses. Yeah. Um. What's that one from Colorado? Yeah, Stranahan's. That's the Colorado. That's it's a micro. Um, did distillery. I have, did I have some of that? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Yes, you did. It's good stuff. It is. It's very good stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not a big bourbon drinker, but that that was that was smooth. Stranahan's is uh, yeah. Their specialty one is the um, the Diamond Peak. Uh, it's like seventy bucks. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah. Completely worth it. Yeah. And we all know that it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now for the speed round, everybody here on the things my granddaddy uh, said. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out at you. And you give me in, in a, as succinctly as, as you can your thoughts on it. Carrie, you can go first. The Me- oh, God, you're out of this one. I have to start with the second category first. Um, <laughs> Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts? I don't like donuts. You're going to be difficult about this, are you? Yeah. The door Matt? is right there. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Krispy Kreme or Dunkin'? Dunkin'. Jack, I know. Jack. We've already discussed this, Krispy Kreme. I know, I know, but I wanted to, I wanted to include you in this in this in this. Oh right well, way. thank you, thank All you right. for being considerate. All right, now th- this for you two only. Only you two are eligible to play on this category. Uh, the McRib sandwich. No. Horrible. Just no. Horrible. Right. <laughs> Just. I can't say anything beyond that. It's terrible, Jack. You probably never had one. I've had the apparent fortune of never having one. Yeah. Like 
apparently this is <clears throat> like apparently I dodged a bullet here. Um, I've never had one either ever. Well, you wouldn't eat one to start with. Yeah, but I mean, even before even before Karen you got to reformed. Eat yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Karen's a, a Karen. Karen, why Karen? <laughs> Kara. Um, is it is vegetarian the right word? Yeah, you'll eat fish, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pescatarian, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You're not one of these people that has a face, I won't eat it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do fish really have faces? Yeah. And right. human meat. I eat human meat as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. How you like that? that uh, you like that? Uh, like grilled or how you like that? <laughs> I like it just skinned and real crispy. Yeah, I understand. That's, <laughs> it's, always, it's always best that way, isn't it? I'd probably try the McRib. Jack, you got your gun on you? Oh. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably try the McRib. I'm you know? immune to bullets. <clears throat> yes, I, I know. But, uh, uh, yeah, you, you would try it? I, I probably would try it. Yeah, you should try it. Just just out of all the horror stories I've heard about it. I don't think it's available right now, though. It only comes... I, I, I think they're bringing it back, though. Like, yeah, uh, real again, soon. Again. They bring it out every now and then. They trot it out, and then they people... I it's gone to being like once every 10 years. Yeah, to, I guess to create demand for it i guess i don't know but it's well yeah because they kept it out all the time people would get tired of it in like like four weeks yeah it's it's the most one of the most disgusting things i've ever put in my mouth that's why i've put some disgusting things in my mouth in my time so i'm I'm telling you it's horrible that's that's kind of that's kind of why why i want to try it you know yeah yeah it's like a uh, it it looks like a uh about eight inches of spinal column i'm down with the meat still attached slapped on a uh on a on a bun with ketchup that's kind of what it looks like. It doesn't have bones, though, right? No, it's boneless, which even makes it weirder because it looks like it's a rack of ribs. It does look like a rib, yeah. Yeah, but it's just this spongy kind of gelatinous horribleness. So, Carrie, you, you could eat it and think it's a person, you know? Gelatinous. Maybe that's what I'll Gelatinous. Do. It may not even be meat, Kara. Probably you, probably, you probably could get by with eating it. I think most of McDonald's is not. They fry the fries and beef fat. Or they used to, but then I think they changed them to... Vegetable oil, right? Yeah, but it's like beef flavored or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, that... Yeah, y'all are not the, the first uh, folks in the Granddaddy Studios that have been po- posed the question, uh, McRib, yes or no. Um, that's a I mean, weird... Like that's half, a, half of everyone who's walking Yeah, that, that's, you, that's like the last thing I ask people on their way out. McRib, yes or no? And if you, if you say yes, then we move on to the next part. No this, one's ever said yes. So. This has been a very slow speed round. It was a slow speed round. By the way, this is, how, this is how most of our conversations oh, yeah. go. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, exactly. All right, y'all. Well, you know, we've said a lot. Y'all have said a lot. Um, we're, we're, we're on now for, uh, we're, we're over an hour, which this is... This is, without a doubt, our longest show, and probably will remain our longest show. If, if, not, if not for a long time, then forever. You guys have set a record here. Yeah, like um, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a. It, it, we're we're what are we? An hour and not ten hour, minutes into this thing. Hour and almost ten minutes. Yeah, and you know, as I always say, we probably lost everybody at three minutes. So you know, but that, that's that's it, that's that's okay. It's fun, right? We lost everyone. It's fun yeah, to make. We, we definitely need to bring Rochelle back next time. Yeah, um, that was the plan to get Rochelle. She's sort of the third amigo in this uh, group, and, and she just had stuff going on. I mean, you know, um, so she couldn't be here. But next time, we'll, we'll get her in here when we do this again. I definitely want to have y'all back. And, uh, you know, just rant and rave again for another hour. Next time I have a bad <laughs> flight experience, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll bring you in and talk about that. So, well, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I appreciate you guys coming in here and, and sharing your uh, part of your uh, day with us here at the, uh, at the Things My Granddaddy Said show. And uh, we will do it again really, really soon, you guys. 
All right, everybody, that's going to be it. Uh, let me uh, do a couple things before we get out of here. I want to tell you about next week's show. Listen, everybody. I've got a guest that uh, I talked about this guest on my previous show and that we were in negotiations together. Well, it looks like I got her. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now. Uh, now, she's very busy. She has a lot going on. So, you know, this is tentative, but I think I think it's going to happen and I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to have on the program uh, a young woman by the name of uh, Kayla um, Bodron. Kayla has 91,000 Instagram followers. Her Instagram handle, is that the right way to say it, Jack? Sure. Do you have an Instagram handle? Is that how that works? I Profile. Her, her, her Instagram. Her, her Instagram, um, yeah, Sure. Yeah, Matt. Profile. If you want to find her on Instagram, her Instagram name is Tacticayla. At Tacticayla. Tacticayla. Ninety-one thousand followers. Uh, Kayla is a is a sponsored competition shooter. Um, so she's super knowledgeable about guns, shooting. Uh, she's a police officer in a Metro Atlanta agency. Um, I cannot wait to get her in here. Um, and as it as it stands right now. She will be um, on next week's show. Um, I'm not sure what the date of that's going to be. The 26th or something. Um, I, think, I think that Tuesday is the 20th. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that week. Anyway, yeah, we're super excited about that, getting her in here. And uh, again, let me thank my guests today, um, Kara Clark and Matt Harris. Had a good time with them. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, if you have... Uh, if you have uh, feedback for us, if you want to uh, you know, send us an email, you can always drop us a line at... TMGSpodcast at gmail.com. TMGSpodcast at gmail.com, everybody. Just is. send us an email, drop us a line, let us know what you want to hear, what you want to see. Um, if you have uh, suggestions for guests, and if you want to be a guest, you let me know. Yeah, we'll bring yeah. them in, won't we, Jack? We'll, we'll bring you right in, make you feel at home. I even said the other day, if, if, I, had a, uh, if I had a circumstance where I, I couldn't actually do a show myself, I might... You Inter- might. I might entertain auditioning somebody to be a guest host. That's true. That's very true. I would bring you in and let you, uh, you know. If you think you are worthy. If you got what it takes to sit in the granddaddy chair. If you got what it chair, takes to sit in that chair right there where the big man sits and take over, by all means, let's rock on. All right? Yeah, let's don't oversell it now. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not I'm that hard. i hype it up, man. Come I on. appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, if you want if you want to have uh, if you want to talk about what you'd like to see on the show, drop us a line at uh, tmgspodcast at gmail.com or, or just give us some feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. I'll be uh, if you send me a, a note with something you like, I'll be happy to read it. And if you send me a note with something you don't like, I'll uh, I'll delete it. So just um, no, nah, I won't. I'll look at it. I'll look at it. So uh, look, thanks everybody for listening and tuning in. I hope you join us. Uh, this this show will drop Tuesday. You know, episodes drop every Tuesday. Available on on iTunes. Check your uh, Facebook news feed. I, I oftentimes post the link um, for the show, so you know you'll uh, you'll have it a lot of different ways. So, thanks for listening to us, and uh, we hope to uh, be back with you again very very soon. Thanks very much, everybody. See you.